booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The White House in damage mode after President Biden said Russian President Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power. A victory for Ukraine's military. Russian forces have failed to seize Ukraine's capital of Kiev. There's a proposed tax on the rich. President Biden proposing a 20% tax on Americans worth 100 million bucks or more. The final four is set. Saturday's matchups feature an epic battle between rivals North Carolina and Duke. That headed the NCAA championship a week from today. Trouble for New York's Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin under investigation in a federal fraud probe. Although he has not been accused of wrongdoing, subpoenas have been issued. Here's your top five at five. The U.S. walking back statements made by President Joe Biden against Russian President Vladimir Putin. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said on Sunday that the United States is not looking for a regime change in Moscow or anywhere else in the world. That after President Biden, while in Poland, said Putin cannot remain in power. I think uh, the president, the White House, uh, made the point last night that, quite simply, uh, President Putin cannot be empowered to wage war uh, or engage in aggression uh, against Ukraine uh, or anyone else. Biden went directly after Putin on Saturday, warning if Putin's ambitions went unchecked, it could lead to decades of war in Europe. And now... In the perennial struggle for democracy and freedom, Ukraine and its people are on the front lines, fighting to save their nation. And their brave resistance is part of a larger fight for an essential democratic principles that unite all free people. Biden's visit to Poland was met with Russia bombarding Lviv, 245 miles from Poland's western border with Ukraine. Blinken responded to Biden's comments on Saturday while he was in Jerusalem. There's been a major victory for Ukraine's military forces. The head of Ukraine's Defense Intelligence Agency, General Kyrylo Budinov, says Russian military forces have failed to take Ukraine's capital city of Kiev. Budinov says it's now impossible for the Russian army to overthrow the Ukrainian government. Ukraine officials say Putin's war is now focused on the south and east of the country. Missile strikes by Russian forces continued across Ukraine Sunday night. Meanwhile, a new round of talks between the two sides is planned in Istanbul, Turkey. Taxing the rich. The White House says President Joe Biden will propose a new 20 percent tax on households worth more than $100 million. The idea is part of Biden's annual budget. It would result in the wealthiest Americans who would pay at least a 20 percent tax on their income and rising assets each and every year. Here's President Biden during his State of the Union address earlier this month. Under my plan, nobody, let me say this again, nobody earning less than $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in new taxes. Not a single penny. Now, according to a White House fact sheet, the plan would generate roughly $360 billion in revenue over 10 years. The billionaire minimum income tax plan, all part of the proposed 2023 fiscal budget, it needs congressional approval. 
March Madness, the final four is set. Saturday's final four features an epic matchup. North Carolina versus Duke. One will head to the NCAA championship a week from today and play the winner of the Kansas versus Villanova matchup. North Carolina and Duke have played each other 257 times since 1920. The 258th matchup will be the first one ever to take place in the NCAA tourney. Number eight seed North Carolina beat 15 seed St. Peter's on Sunday, 69-49, sending the Tar Heels to the final four for the 21st time in program history. North Carolina is heading back to the Final Four. Setting up a dream matchup with Duke. And the fairy tale run for St. Peter's comes to an end. So the Final Four is at Villanova versus Kansas and UNC versus Duke on Saturday, April 2nd, the NCAA Championship, Monday, April 4th. New York's lieutenant governor under investigation in a federal fraud probe. Federal investigators have issued subpoenas to former campaign advisors to New York Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin and the state Senate. The investigation seeks to determine if Benjamin had a hand in funneling fraudulent donations in his failed bid for New York City Comptroller. The New York Daily News reported the subpoenas come four months after the federal indictment of Benjamin's longtime associate, Gerald Migdahl. Migdahl is accused of funneling fraudulent contributions to uh, Benjamin to qualify for the city's matching funds program in an attempt to qualify for the city's matching funds program. That program doles out $8 from public money for every $1 raised privately. And also a spokesperson for the lieutenant governor said neither lieutenant governor Benjamin nor his campaign are being accused actually of any wrongdoing and that they are prepared to fully cooperate with authorities. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny skies. Today are highs 30 for overnight, partly cloudy skies, the lows 23, sunshine tomorrow, high near 41. Right now, 23 degrees, mostly clear skies in Manhattan. A new poll finds President Biden's approval rating is at an all-time low. The nationwide NBC News poll puts Biden's approval rating at 40 percent. That is his lowest approval rating since taking office amid war and inflation fears. Seven in ten Americans expressed low confidence in President Joe Biden's ability to deal with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Eight in ten voice worry that the war will increase gas prices and possibly involve nuclear weapons. During the nation's largest inflation spike in some 40 years, overwhelming majority said they believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. However, Biden doesn't see it that way. We reduced the deficit by $360 billion last year, notwithstanding all that I hear on some channels when I turn them on. We're on track to reduce it by over $1 trillion this year. That groundwork has positioned our economy to deal with, uh, with the global problem of inflation, which is real. The survey also found that Republicans enjoyed a two-point lead when those polls uh, were actually asked which party should control Congress ahead of the uh, November midterm elections coming up in November. Well, the 18-year-old pedophile at the center of U.S. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson's Senate hearing said that he was shocked to see his name surface in the news almost 10 years following his sentencing. Jackson took heat from Republicans over her sentencing of him. Now the 27-year-old Wesley Hawkins admitted what he did was monstrous. He was sentenced to just three months in prison after he was found 
guilty at the age of 18 with 17 videos and 16 images of child porn. Republicans slammed Jackson over her lenient sentencing for Hawkins and in six additional sentencing cases that she has been alleged to have been too lenient on. Here's Jackson during her hearings last week. I take these cases very seriously as a mother, as someone who, as a judge, has to review the actual evidence in these cases. Jackson also sentenced Hawkins to 10 years on the sex offender registry vote on Jackson's nomination, meanwhile, is set for April 4th. U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar, the Democrat from Minnesota and a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, thinks Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas should recuse himself from certain cases. The senator made the statement after reports surfaced that Thomas's wife, Virginia, Ginny Thomas, allegedly sent text messages to former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, urging him to overturn the 2020 election results. Klobuchar calls it a textbook case for recusal. Here's the senator on ABC News. The entire integrity of the court is on the line here. And they had better speak out on this because you cannot have a justice hearing cases related to this election. And in fact, the ethics rules that apply to all the other federal judges say that if it involves a family member appearance of impartiality, they have to recuse themselves. Meadows voluntarily turned over those text messages to the House committee investigating the January 6th riot last year. In January, the court decided to block the January 6th committee from obtaining Trump White House records over the objection of only one justice, Thomas. In our pro post has learned that Delaware-based Bo Biden Foundation, named for the president's late son for the protection of children, raked in $3.9 million in 2020. However, most of that money went to things like salaries and bonuses. According to the charity's latest tax filings, the Bo Biden Foundation received an infusion of $1.8 million from the Biden Foundation before that group shut down in 2020. According to tax filings, the organization put only $544,961 in 2020 towards its purpose of protecting children from abuse. A huge chunk of the nonprofit's monies went to six-figure salaries and bonuses to Biden cronies, almost a million dollars. Patricia Daly-Lewis, who served as Delaware Deputy Attorney General under the late A.G. Bo Biden, was paid $150,660 in 2020, including a $3,500 bonus to run the nonprofit. Joshua Alcorn, who was a longtime Democratic operative and consultant on both Bo Biden's and Joe Biden's political campaigns, served as COO. Alcorn was paid $131,437. He has since stepped down. More trouble for President Biden's son, Hunter. The Russian government Thursday accused Hunter Biden's investment firm, Rosemont Seneca, of helping bankroll the Pentagon's alleged biolabs in Ukraine. The head of Russia's radiation, Igor Karolov, chemical and biological defense troops, said Rosemont Seneca has been implicated in financing the biological program in Ukraine. U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield earlier this month. Ukraine does not have a biological weapons program. There are no Ukrainian biological weapons laboratories supported by the United States, not near Russia's border 
or anywhere. Russia state-owned news agency Sputnik claims there are 31 Pentagon-funded biolabs. 77 WABC time check 515. Well, look who is to my left this morning, another other than Justin Ellis. That is me, Deb. Uh, good morning. Happy Monday. I hope the weekend was swell. Too quick, as always, but hey, we are here, and I am Justin Alec here with the early news sports update. A double dose of local NBA action yesterday as both the Knicks and Nets clocked in. Lamella Ball and the Charlotte Hornets spoiled Kyrie Irving's home debut with a 119 to 110 defeat of the Nets at the Barclays Center. Surely, some jitters were not we're not used to seeing out of Irving took a toll on his performance as he only went for 16 points in 41 minutes on the floor. The aforementioned Lamella Ball played the villain for the evening as he put in 33 and route to the win for the visiting Hornets. Fear not, as we did have one hardwood victor last night in your New York Knickerbockers who toppled those very Pistons, just barely squeaking by in Detroit by a score of 104 to 102. Alec Burks hit a clutch three-pointer for, for the Orange and Blue in the final moments before icing the victory with a last-second steal on defense. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle combined for 41 on their way to the victory as the Knicks get set to return home to the Garden tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time to tip it off with the Chicago Bulls. Three ice hockey games to get to as well, so let's dive in with the losers in Elmont as the Islanders get worked by Tampa, by the Tampa Bay Lightning, losing 4-1. to The Islanders did open the scoring on the night, but four unanswered goals from the Lightning made that bright spot a distant memory for Isles fans. On to the good news, as both the Rangers and Devils needed extra time to carve out their Ws on the night. Your hockey blue shirts edged out the... Buffalo Sabres at the Garden with a 5-4 win in overtime, and the Devils needed a shootout to put down the Montreal Habs by a score of 3-2. Last but certainly not least, Cinderella has run its course in this year's NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Uh, as 15 seed St. Peter's lost their lead eight matchup last night to eight seed North Carolina by a score of 69 to 49. The rest of this year's Final Four is set with UNC set to take on two seed Duke and one seed Kansas set to battle two seed Villanova. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day, mostly sunny skies, but chilly, the high near 34, partly cloudy overnight, the lows 23. Sunshine tomorrow, the high near 40. And throughout the rest of the week, we warm up. We'll actually be in the 70s on Thursday. Right now, 23 degrees mostly, clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street is closing mixed with the S&P 500 posting gains straight week. Financial stocks rose while big tech faltered as bond yields jumped. Bank of America and Wells Fargo were among the risers at the closing bell on Friday. The Dow Jones Industrial gained 153 points. The S&P 500 added almost 23 points. And the Nasdaq lost 22 points. The de facto buyer's strike on Russian crude that began a month ago propelled oil prices to their high highest level in years. Now the real effects are starting to create a second wave of impact on oil markets disrupting Russian exports and threatening further price increases. Major energy companies and commodity trading houses balked at buying crude oil from Russia in the days following the invasion of Ukraine. Americans face a real candy crush this Easter. Soaring costs of raw materials such as milk, sugar and cocoa and a shortage of aluminum used to make wrappers have sparked a surge in the cost of candy, making it more expensive than ever for the Easter Bunny to fill baskets on April 17th. A New York Post survey of seasonal sweets shows the average cost of an Easter basket has skyrocketed to $61.83, up from $50.40 in 
$2.46 in the pre-pandemic spring of 2019. According to experts, shortages are also plaguing the candy industry. The mass exodus of workers, which includes almost 48 million who walked away last year, has led some employers to rethink how they can retain and attract employees. The result has been more flexibility in remote work as well as higher compensation. According to LinkedIn's 2022 Global Talent Trends Report, 63% of job seekers cite work-life balance as one of the top priorities when choosing a new job. In comparison, 60% said compensation and benefits. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at your Dow futures this morning, Dow up three points right now at 34,762. S&P 500 down five and a half. NASDAQ has fallen 51. Gold down $29.10 an ounce at $1,925.10. Crude oil down $4.37 a barrel at $109.50. The WABC Early News. A shocking statement from New York City's mayor on Sunday. Mayor Eric Adams said that the Big Apple has become a laughing stock. That as it grapples with surging crime and homelessness. Adams claimed he's the wartime general who can fix it all. His honor pointed to separate shootings last week that injured young children, seven and three years old. Here's Adams at the annual NYPD Holy Name Society Communion Mass and Breakfast. This way, the says firm. This is knowledge that he's being turned up. We're going to turn it down. So we don't watch our city boil to death. Major crimes in New York City, they are up 38 percent. Hate crimes are up 78 percent. So far this year, according to the NYPD, Grand Larceny Auto up 93 percent. Transit crimes are up 70 percent. Crime victim advocates Friday demanded that the New York state legislature support New York Governor Kathy Hochul's proposed criminal justice reforms. They say some of the changes would help protect battered women. Hochul's proposal leaked to the Post last week would allow judges to decide whether prosecutors are in substantial compliance on discovery. Current regs require all evidence be turned over in most cases within 20 days of arraignment. The state's District Attorneys Association for Prosecutors supports the change. Hochul's proposal needs to be included in the $216 billion state budget proposal. That is due by April 1. Democratic U.S. Representative Hakeem Jeffries is endorsing Kathy Hochul in the New York State governor's race. Jeffries represents Brooklyn and Queens. He said in a statement Sunday that Hochul is a tireless advocate for all New Yorkers. You know, the C in RNC doesn't stand for committee. It stands for cult. It's not the Republican National Committee. It's the Republican National Cult. Jeffries is seen as a strong contender to secede Nancy Pelosi as the top Democratic lawmaker in the U.S. House of Representatives. And he's also among the most influential members of New York's congressional delegation. Ten other Democratic members of the state's House delegation have endorsed Hochul. The former lieutenant governor, of course, became governor last August when then-Governor Andrew Cuomo resigned due to a sexual harassment scandal. The NYPD may be using additional drones to try and help fight crime. 
As crime escalates in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams is considering equipping the police department with the new drones to try and help crack down on crime in the Big Apple. Discussions have reportedly begun with two drone manufacturers after the mayor attended a tech event in March where the drones were featured. Here's Adams during his primary win last year. We're going to become the center of life science, the center of cybersecurity, the center of self-driving cars, drones, the center of bitcoins. We're going to be the center of all the technology. Adams is interested in placing the high-flying drones along rooftops in neighborhoods where there's high crime. They would also be connected to the New York City Shot Spotter program. The department actually began using 14 drones back in 2018 to monitor things like special events and in some hostage negotiations. Beloved Broadway vocal coach Barbara Meyer Gustern will live on through voices on stages across the world. Her grandson, A.J. Gustern, made the announcement during her funeral in New York on Saturday. The 87-year-old woman died on March 15th. That was five days after an unprovoked attack on West 28th Street where she was shoved to the ground, hit her head, and died of head injuries days later. A.J. Gustern speaks about his late grandmother at her service. What are the collective choices that we make that allow such a positive force of nature like my Bob Bob to be murdered across the street from this very church? And a Long Island woman has turned herself into police in connection with that unprovoked attack. 26-year-old Lauren Pazienza is charged with manslaughter in connection with Gustern's death. She is free after posting bail. A police think a gang of four men is responsible for terrorizing Bronx businesses. Over the last two weeks, this gang has knocked off a nail salon, a barbershop, and two delis, brandishing guns and grabbing cash and jewelry from their victims. Police say that the first of four incidents took place about 6.30 p.m. March 12th. Four men walked into a nail salon at 53 West 181st Street, approached a 36-year-old man sitting inside with his girlfriend. One of the muggers pulled out a gun and the group made off with a gold chain and Cartier glasses valued at approximately $19,500. A few hours later, the NYPD said they entered a barbershop at 211 Anthony Avenue. Apparently, the same group of men threatened the people inside at gunpoint and took off with cash and jewelry valued only $21,800 and approximately $600 in cash. Police say nobody was hurt in any of those robberies. These suspects remain at large as of this morning. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies. Today are highs near 34. The overnight low 23. Another sunny day tomorrow. The high near 41 right now. Bundle up 23 degrees. Mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, this year's Oscars was filled with some memorable moments. Actress Mila Kunis praised the resilience of Ukrainian people while speaking at the Oscars. And the actor who was born in Ukraine also spoke about Russia's ongoing invasion of the country during her speech at the awards ceremony, asking for a moment of silence. Well, the moment that stole the whole show, though, was when Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's shaved head. It didn't go over well with Smith's husband, Will Smith, who slapped Rock right across his face. Wow. <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth.
Coda won Best Picture. Jessica Chastain won Best Actress for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And Best Actor went to Will Smith for King Richard. It has been my pleasure. Deborah Valentine with the 77 WABC Early News. Please stay with us for Bernie and Sid coming up at 6, 6 to 10 right here on 77 WABC. Be back with us for the Early News tomorrow morning at 5. you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.